1923, nine of the wealthiest people in the world met at Chicago's Edge Water Beach Hotel. Their combined wealth, it is estimated, exceeded the wealth of the government of the United States at that time. These men suddenly knew how to make a living and accumulate wealth. Attending the meeting were the following men. Number one, the president of the steel company. Number two, the president of the largest utility company. Number three, the president of the largest gas company. Number four, the president of the New York Stock Exchange. Number five, the president of the Bank of International Settlements. Number six, the greatest wheat speculator. Number seven, the greatest bear on Wall Street. Number eight, the head of the world's greatest monopoly. Number nine, a member of President Harding's cabinet. That's a pretty impressive lineup of people by anyone's yardstick. Yet, 25 years later, these men were not existing. 25 years later, where were those nine industrial giants? Let's examine what happened to them 25 years later. The president of the then largest steel company, Bethlehem Steel Corporations, Charles M. Schwab, lived on borrowed capital for five years before he died bankrupt. Number two, the president of the then largest company, Howard Hobson, went insane. Number three, one of the greatest commodity traders, wheat speculator, Arthur Cutton, died insolvent. Number four, the then president of the New York Stock Exchange, Richard Whitney, was sent to jail. Number five, the member of the U.S. President's Cabinet, the member of President Harding's Cabinet, Albert Ford, was pardoned from jail just to be able to go home and die in peace. Number six, the greatest bear on Wall Street, Jesse Livermore, committed suicide. Number seven, the president of the then world'est greatest world's greatest monopoly, Eva Kruger, committed suicide. The president of the Bank of International Settlement, Leon Fraser, committed suicide. Number nine, the president of the largest utility company, Samuel Insall, died penniless. What they forgot was how to make life while they got busy making money. Money in itself is not evil. It provides food for the hungry, medicine for the sick, clothes for the needy. Money is only a medium of exchange. We need two kinds of education, one that teaches us how to make a living and one that teaches us how to live. There are many of us who are so engrossed in our professional life that we neglect our family, our health, and our social responsibilities. If asked why we do this, we would reply that we are doing it for our family. Yet, our kids are sleeping when we leave home, and they are sleeping when we come back home. Twenty years later, we'll turn back, and they'll all be gone to pursue their own dreams 
in their own lives. Without water, a sheep cannot move. The sheep needs water. But if the water gets into the sheep, the sheep will face existential problems and begin to sink. What was once a means of living for the sheep will now become a means of destruction. Similarly, we live in a time where earning is a necessity. But let not the earning enter our hearts, for what was once a means of living will surely become a means of destruction for us as well. So take a moment and ask yourself, has the water entered my ship? I hope not. And I hope that the story, this story, will drive all of us in a better direction in life. Alone, I can say, but together, we can talk. Alone, I can enjoy, but together, we can celebrate. Alone, I can smile, but together, we can laugh. That's the beauty of human relations. We are nothing without each other. Stay connected, be inspired, and make someone smile today. God bless you.